Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Anxious Me, Confessions of a Haitian Girl in Small Town, Minnesota. I'm Joe, and I'm back with you because I just have so much on my mind right now. Coincidentally, my anxiety check is what I want to talk to you guys about. So at the beginning of every episode, I always do an anxiety check and just talk to you guys a little bit about what's been on my mind, what have been making me anxious lately. And while there's definitely so much going on in my personal life, the worst part of this quarantine so far has just been, it's just been the outright inhumane treatment of people of color and it's so sickening to me that at this point when we are all just trying to survive trying to get through this pandemic here we are dealing with another case of a black man who is unarmed being shot for doing something everybody does normally jogging in their neighborhood so of course i'm talking about ahmad arbari i apologize if i'm screwing up the pronunciation but it's just so much guys it's too much it's too much at this point and there's nothing that feels safe or sacred anymore when it comes to the lives of people of color i was all over the news yesterday hearing this insanity. This man, Ahmad Abari, if you don't know, was shot and killed, murdered, let's call a spade a spade, um, in a small town in Georgia on February 23rd. And it was during broad daylight, of course, and a man and his son were basically playing neighborhood watch and they claimed that they thought he was a suspect that people in that neighborhood had been looking out for because there had been recent burglaries. And of course, they seen this black man jogging, exercising like any normal human being and somehow in their minds they thought this is the culprit this is the guy and so he was shot by the two men and this has been three months there's no arrest of these people no formal investigation it's so fucking ridiculous i'm sorry it's just so ridiculous because this is an out and out just plain case of somebody profiling someone and immediately feeling threatened by nothing other than the color of their fucking skin. I am so tired of putting these posts up and hashtagging and trying to bring some awareness to this. I just wish that in this moment, when so many of me and of my friends and my black brothers and sisters, people of color in general, are doing so much to raise this man's story up and give this family some justice. I hate that I never see not one 
white friend on my Facebook page, at least, that is willing to share these things, that is willing to be just as fucking irate as we are, that are willing to be just as loud and angry as we are. And unfortunately, being in a community where these problems don't appear appear to be problems that they care about, it really sucks. It really sucks to have to come to terms with the idea that no matter what we do, what we say, how hard we fight for equality and our human rights to do normal shit like exercising and barbecuing and crap that we should not have to be fearful of doing I just wish I had the support of my white friends. I just wish I had the level of anger and annoyance and irritation from my white friends. And this is where allyship really is a necessity and something that we really need to talk about. And if this were your family member who was gunned down and broad daylight with no one, no one there to help, no one who actually is there to say this is wrong. It's been three months and these men have not been arrested. Nothing has happened to them. In fact, the father was is an ex-cop and this case has gone through three um, district attorneys who have recommended it to the grand jury. Um, and I don't even understand why this is the case. I'm so sick of people not seeing how outrageous this is. Every single thing that comes up when this is the situation of an unarmed black man being gunned down by a white man no one ever seems to be able to call it what it is. It's a murder. They were killed. He didn't just pass away naturally in his sleep. He was a young man who was murdered in broad daylight for running, jogging, in exercise clothes, mind you. So there should have been nothing threatening about that. And here we are. In the middle of all this and I can't help but wonder why are we the only ones hashtagging why are we the only ones exhausted why are we the only ones who seem tired of this happening to our community why is this not a big enough deal to be going viral and to have the support of white people everywhere because this is an out right injustice that has been done and if those men were black men who had shot a white man jogging in broad daylight they'd be under the jail right now there would be no question there there would there really wouldn't be a what did they do to deserve that and every situation that comes up we are constantly being told that if they had done this, if they had done that, if they had just been, and none of it should matter because at the end of the day, this is a human life.
Well, I was online yesterday. I seen a post and I don't know who created it, but I, whoever you are, if you want to come forward, please let me know. I'd love to give you credit on this post, but I've been encouraging people to basically copy and paste it in their status and share it because I don't think that people can fully see the picture. Black people are so tired. This is how it starts. We can't go jogging. Amadabari. We can't relax in the comfort of our own homes. Botham Sean and Atiana Jefferson. We can't ask for help after being in a car crash. Hashtag Jonathan Farrell and hashtag Renisha McBride. We can't have a cell phone. Stephen Clark. We can't leave a party to get to safety. Jordan Edwards. We can't play loud music. Jordan Davis. We can't sell CDs, Alton Sterling. We can't sleep, Ayana Jones. We can't walk from the corner store, Mike Brown. We can't play cops and robbers, Tamir Rice. We can't go to church, Charleston Nine. We can't walk home with Skittles, Trayvon Martin. We can't hold a hairbrush while leaving our own bachelor party, Sean Bell. We can't party on New Year's, Oscar Grant. We can't get a normal traffic ticket, Sandra Bland. We can't lawfully carry a weapon, Philando Castile. We can't break down on a public road with car problems, Corey Jones. We can't shop at Walmart, John Crawford. We can't have a disabled vehicle, Terrence Crutcher. We can't read a book in our own car, Keith Scott. We can't be a 10-year-old walking with our grandfather, Clifford Glover. We can't decorate a party, Claude Reese. We can't ask a cop a question, Randy Evans. We can't cash our check in peace, Yvonne Smallwood. We can't take out our wallet, Amadu Diallo. We can't run, Walter Scott. We can't breathe, Eric Gardner. We can't live, Freddie Gray. We're tired, tired of making hashtags, tired of trying to convince you that our black lives matter too. Tired of dying, tired, 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 so very tired. And that just shook me to the core when I read it. Because this isn't even a third, a quarter. It's not even all the cases of Black men who have been killed for no reason other than the color of their skin. Right now, I really need to see allyship work. I really need to see more than just us caring. I really need to see action. We need to find a way to make these things right. We need to find a way to stand and scream and shout all of us because this is all of our futures that are on the line. You might not feel affected by these problems, but your neighbors do. Your friends' kids do. That mixed child that you know does. And until we have the support 
of every race on this planet screaming about how unjust this is. We're never going to change. It just, it hurts too much to continue to have to figure out how am I going to explain these things to my black son. I live in complete fear that he's going to get older one day. And this could very much be his experience. It could be my daughter's experience. None of us are safe from this. And it reminds me of the bullshit that I've gone through since moving to this small town in Minnesota. The issues and the scenarios that my family has gone through and my husband has dealt with, it just reminds me that this is a fight that we just have to keep on fighting. This is never going to be okay. And if at this point in 2020, you still do not understand what the hashtag Black Lives Matter movement is about, you are not paying attention. You are part of the problem. We continue to be complicit on this issue. We continue to show children that this is going to be their future. We're continuing to inflict the generational trauma that was rooted in the moment we were ripped away from our lands and forced into another. This might not have been something that your generation started, but it's your responsibility to clean it up. It's your responsibility to hold society accountable, hold the American culture accountable for what it is that threatens us so much when we see dark skin. It's time to stop denying white privilege. (laughs) Your kids don't have to go through this. Your family members don't have to watch these things over and over again and have to answer to the kids and their families with, this is just the way it is. This is injustice. I want... I want you guys to listen to these stories. I want you to research these names. Know these names. If you consider yourself an ally, I encourage you to please go on Facebook, on any social media platform you have, and share these stories. Share these posts. Be part of the solution. Be part of the movement that is hopefully going to make this world a better place for future generations 
for little black girls and little black boys everywhere to realize that their lives are worthy. Their lives mean something. All right, guys, we're going to take a break and be right back. Welcome back. I just wanted to go back because, of course, I was really emotional before just speaking about this case of Ahmad Abari being shot and murdered for running. I didn't tell you that the reason why this is such a big deal right now, three months later, two plus months later, is because this video of Abari actually um, being killed by these two men just was just surfaced yesterday so there's been calls for these men's arrest and it's growing and how this basically started was in this neighborhood there had been some recent cases of burglary and some suspect or someone witnessed Ahmad running down the street and he described it to the 911 responders as someone who was hauling ass because he believed this was someone who was running because he just robbed a place and so these two men his the son and father who were part of the altercation they took it upon themselves and decided to chase this man down with their truck it ultimately ended in bloodshed for him there's so many holdups on this case simply because of the connections the father is an ex-cop and so two district attorneys have recused themselves because of conflicts of interest this is now being pushed over and pushed to the corner and I swear that this is just their way of trying to get away with it because there's no reason why there should be any petitions or people trying this hard to make this department do their job and that is to arrest these men to arrest these men and charge them with what is a fucking murder that's really one of the reasons why I was so upset before because I feel like the media is so careful not to say murder or call it what it is because they don't want to I don't know they don't want to offend people but that that's what it is people all those names that I named off doesn't matter the situations that surrounded those altercations that ended in their lives being taken away all those situations where someone who was being profiled because of their color of their skin it's interesting <laughs> because i do believe that there's a privilege in being able to just oh well that's sad move on because this doesn't affect you this this is never going to be your experience in life you're not going to have a brother or a father or a husband or a cousin or a black friend or a friend who's white actually gets 
killed by a police officer for no other reason than the fact that they're white. That just doesn't exist. That's a concept that doesn't exist. And so we have to be able to call these things out and say and see where white terms like white privilege are coming from. I feel like if this was an all white situation, there'd be posts everywhere. People wouldn't stop talking about it because for some reason we are able to empathize with whiteness, but we're somehow incapable of empathizing with blackness. Why is that? Why are we still in a place when, especially during a global pandemic, when every person is just trying to get through survive another day and here we are trying to fight for someone's for for justice for something that is clear as day this was a classic case of racial profiling and there shouldn't have to be so much questions around it and that's where we're getting at there's never a question when things like this happen to white people well let's just be honest it doesn't happen to white people in this way but we don't get that same energy and and it would be really nice if we could stop having to be the only ones who are calling out the injustices it would be really nice to feel like allyship is really strengthened at this point in, in, in our history that we've really gone to a place where we truly understand that not everybody has the privilege of being able to be seen as innocent or even be given the benefit of the doubt. Um, our color alone is enough to, to, to accuse somebody or to be to convince someone that this is a bad person. And and I think we all have to question what that is. I think we have to sit with that and be uncomfortable with that because it's true. It's true that there's certain rules for certain people and not and they don't apply to others. It's very much true. I wanted to come back and address the Amadabari case again because in the midst of editing this entire episode, it became breaking news that the father and son had in fact been arrested and charged with murder. So that is such a huge relief. I am so pleased that that's actually finally happened. It's a little fucking late to have finally made gotten there, but I think that the outcry of the public since the video was surf resurfaced or surfaced yesterday. I think that's really what pushed for these ar the arrest of these two men. So these men were going off the basis of saying that Maud looked like someone who had recently robbed people in the area. And they said that what they were doing was a citizen's arrest when they literally hopped in their truck with guns and hunted this boy down. And there what what's insane about that a not only is it like ludicrous to even be calling this a citizen's arrest because no actual like crime was seen but it's the very fact that they think 
that this is something that they can and should get away with. The fact that these two men do not see the wrong in their doings is is the big problem here. That's the big issue. But this is a start and I and I pray that this family finds justice and that they get some answers to their prayers and that they are able to send their loved one off in peace because it it really sucks when you we're constantly hearing about these situations where the assailants are just walking around free and the fact that they were able to do that for damn near three months that's 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 right there shows you the privilege that what white people have when things like this happen they're given the benefit of the doubt they'll find any sensible or even made up excuse to justify what was done because this person can't possibly be that evil yet there's not the same there's not the same thing that comes up when it's a person of color especially a black man that's not the benefit of the doubt that we're given we're from the very get-go without any investigation without any details people will naturally assume that a black man is guilty and is not innocent in a situation like this so i want i really urge you guys to continue lifting these stories up continue lifting these people's names and saying their names and telling their stories because there's so much power in allyship right now because whether you believe it or not, if you're a person, if you're a white person, you have the ability to bring, attract actual listeners and people who, and have the ability to actually move someone's heart without them having any judgment towards you before you even open your mouth. I think that this is the beginning of something good and I really hope that we see this go through and see this these two people be brought to justice and that this family can start to, to heal because as a mother myself, I could not imagine that I would even get close to healing if I were having to wonder how this happened why did it happen and have no answers when you had a healthy son who had his life before him and he was suddenly just wiped off the face of the earth because of someone else's ignorance and these are the things that are out that make it so outrageous that make it such an important cause that every single person who is who who has a heart should be behind this and and seeking for the same justice calling for the same same punishments that would have been done if the roles were reversed so thank you guys for listening i really appreciate you guys coming in and and uh spending this time with me and just talking about this situation it was actually a very emotional 24 48 hours for me and i feel like a huge weight has been lifted that i've been that this breaking news happened before i was even able to release this episode and i pray that you guys continue to give me that feedback and and see 
how important these conversations are. Our Facebook community is growing so swiftly. If you are not part of our Facebook page or Facebook group, please go uh, follow at Apologetically Anxious Me um, podcast. Also, um, subscribe to our podcast, of course, through Anchor. Um, You can listen through Anchor. You can listen through Apple, um, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast listening app is. Um, I really appreciate you spending this time with me. Stay in, stay safe and well, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.